Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hello and welcome to another edition of Nerdificent. I'm one half of your host, Danny Fernandez. If he is out today, but joining me, actually, I think this is this your first time on our podcast? This is my first time. What? Is one of my best <laughs> friends who I've never even had on my own podcast, even though I've had it for over a year. Um, that's the voice. She's a host of uh, El Rey Network and Night Church, Vanessa Gritton. Thank you. Hey. I'm so excited to be on. Wow, I'm you were so on pumped. Krillin it though. Yes, I was. Okay. I was on. Uh, I was on Krillin it back when I had like early Bulma hair. Yes, when it was blue, blue curly. Yes, <laughs> it's a little like longer and tamer, but like I had the bangs and anything back when I was like a blue circle. This is this is how I know that you're one of my best friends because you've literally never asked me to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like random people that don't know Ify and I are like, put us on your show. Oh my and God. then you're like one of our closest friends. And you're like, I'm just happy you're doing well. I'm just happy for you guys. Well, I'm happy for you too <laughs> on TV at El Rey Network, yes. uh, which is Robert Rodriguez's channel that you're yeah. on. And our, our good friend, Hector Navarro, who has been on here, is also a host with yeah. you. I God, it's such a blast. I... It's the first job I've had in a while where they just really let me let my freak flag fly. Like Love they it. let me get as weird as I want to be and mm-hmm. as niche as I want to be. Like we have an episode coming up where I teach like a 15 minute kaiju class and they let me get really in depth. I I love it there. Please tag it. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll share it. Uh, and then across from me, we have writer and host Tony Sanchez. Hi. Hey, this is also your first time on. It is. I'm very, very happy and excited to be here. You and I have been on a couple of panels at at different comic cons. Yes. At the cons together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like them all. I love them all. Because, I mean, they've been essentially the same panel, which is talking about female <laughs> uh, <laughs> representation. and Or it turns into that. Yeah. yeah. And it turns into just basically just... We... I think... Uh, 
Tamara Brooks, you know, mm-hmm. wrangles together a really great uh, group of, of people. And we just kind of sit there and talk about, you know, the world of, of fiction and geeky fiction in particular and how it sort of just reflects the world around us and what we could be doing better and how people could be supporting just quality representation in general. So yeah. I've had a blast on every single panel uh, with Danny. So yay. Yay. <laughs> Uh, so we've been starting our podcast with what we're geeking out about. Uh, Vanessa, I was going to start with you. Uh, what I've really been geeking out about is the announcement for the new Creep Show series that's going to be coming out. Um, I really love. I love horror, and I love horror as told in vignettes. Like two of my favorite things that influenced me a lot growing up uh, were the first two Creep Show movies and Tales from the Crypt. Uh, and I feel like a lot of a lot of horror things that come out now are really fun, but they're also like very art house and bleak. And it's not that I don't like them; it's just they could be exhausting when that's all you really have. Mm-hmm. And Creep Show, at its heart, has always been really fun. Uh, it's always been yes, it's a horror, but at the end of the day, it's really fun and entertaining, and sometimes silly. If you've seen the second movie, it gets real silly uh so i am so pumped for the series to actually like come out and be a thing because it also gives like really great indie horror writers and directors a spotlight that they wouldn't otherwise get to have yeah when is it coming out i god what was the release date so wait is it doing something at halloween horror nights it's also doing something at halloween horror nights and here's the exciting thing about it at horror nights is not only are they like working stuff from the current show that's about to come into it but also there are going to be elements of the first two movies in the maze so it's going to be like a full Ooh. encapsulation of the creep show franchise as a whole um 2019 is when they yeah they don't really say i bet i'm imagine it's before halloween maybe. yeah it's probably gonna be before halloween uh does that mean that you'll go to horror nights with me Yes, it's going to be my first Horror Nights. <laughs> yeah, because you, I could have sworn that you said no when I asked you. Yep. You know they give me tickets and everybody says no. If he says no, Danielle says no, nobody wants to go. Yep. So you're going to go. I'm going to do it. You'd... I'm finally going to do it. Okay. Because like I had, <laughs> I'm finally like turning around on, I love horror, but I'm like really bad about horror mazes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's because for, I was working on an article where I had to go to like horror mazes where they can touch you nope. uh nope yep nope and after doing <laughs> three of them in a row i was like i'm good for like five years uh <laughs> and now i'm like working my way back into horror mazes uh and but now that they're fun again yeah yep because okay. never I'm sending writing it down again. in my planner yes. <laughs> i have a date uh tony what about you what are you geeking out about as always, I'm always rewatching Golden Girls. It seems like <laughs> um, I. It, it's so obvious, like watch rewatching it as an adult, where I'm like, God, this is everything that is me. And it's so obvious that I watched it a lot as a kid, and everything just sort of informed my personality and my aesthetic. Like I was at Target the other day, and my sister was like, "Well, what are you looking for?" And I'm like, "I just sort of want this like late '80s, like Florida pastel chic sort." And I'm like, "I'm describing the Golden Girls set. Like that's exactly what I'm describing." <laughs> in the poems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the other thing that I'm geeking out about is that I'm prepping for Dragon Con, which is like my mecca. It's like my recharge con in mm-hmm. Atlanta, Georgia. And it's like all my weird cosplays get to come out and play, not just like, you know, popular superhero spandex cosplays. So like, for example, like this is what's happening with my cosplays. It's like Carmen Sandiego, Benny the Cab from Roger Rabbit, <laughs> Mrs. White from Clue. Wait, you're dressing oh, as Benny? Oh my yes. God. <laughs> I, I am. Uh, 
uh, Tracy Turnblad from Hairspray. Oh my God, uh, that just made my heart fly. I, know. <laughs> I uh, rewatched uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous last week, and I've decided to go ahead and bring the physical fitness number mm-hmm. where they, you know, uh, dance with the freshly painted step ladders and they end up with blue paint all over them. I'm bringing that to life too. So I, yeah, I just really, really love the opportunity to make really obscure and niche yeah. cosplays where it's like 10 people are going to like recognize it, but those 10 people are going to be so excited. And so I'm just really excited for oh, so funny, just really silly little cosplays. What's your Tracy outfit? My Tracy outfit, it's the roach gown. <gasps> it's the Miss Auto Show. Like, and the the last time I wore this, I had some like, teenage girl come up to me and she thought that I was dressing up as Alaska from RuPaul's Drag Race because Alaska wore this I guess on some like reunion special and I was like you're close you're so so close close. (laughs) and it's not your fault because you're 12 but it's (laughs) (laughs) but no it's Tracy so yeah I I, it's my favorite con ever like if you ever just are like how would I ever do that like Dragon Con is the place to do that. I dressed up as uh, Rod Serling one year at LA Comic Con, but like, and I had to put the spiral behind me. I had a little cigarette, which I couldn't light, and I had like his eyebrows drawn in, and I was uh, wearing a suit. But the suit with the cigarette, people were like, pulp fiction Um, but like but it was because I would pull the spiral out of my back so like I didn't have to walk around all I had like a a spiral like taped to a yardstick so you could tell but then yeah without the prop it just sort of like yeah yeah yeah. it looked amazing (laughs) it was fun it was fun and my friend Mark Ellis was one of the pig doctors from one of the episodes I was gonna say I have um trauma with Benny from uh from Who Framed Roger Rabbit because he's always broken down yes. at Disneyland. If you live in LA, you know, or Southern California, you know what we're talking about. Yep. That ride is always broken down. <laughs> I've ridden it once out of like the hundreds of times that or I've been be to Disneyland. You can be in line for an hour and then you get to the front and it's like, this Sorry, rides down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, the shoe, the dipping of the shoe. I mean, I, I just can't handle it. There to was this a guy day. last year. He showed up as Dr. Doom oh, and he had really? the full oil barrel with mm. like glowing, like oh. green goo coming. Like, you know, it was obviously just a light effect. But I literally was like, you're a horrible monster. And I walked away from him. You're a bad like, person. <laughs> yeah. What are you going as the antelope from the yeah. Lion King? Oh, and yeah. no, he or had, the wildebeest, I mean, that run him shoe. over? Hold it. He, he would like, that was his whole deal. He had the actual shoe with like a sad little expression on his face holding over the oil barrel and I was like you're a monster yeah I'm convinced anybody that cosplays as Judge Doom is a sociopath completely wow wow what are you going as the hunter that hurt that killed (laughs) Bambi's mom (laughs) what are we doing here oh my god um we are here today because we're talking about one of our favorite superheroes of all time and that is America Chavez correct oh man what is y'all's first introduction to America. My first introduction to America Chavez, I knew she existed when she was uh, first created and she was with the Teen Brigade, but I, like, I never really read, any- read anything with her. Uh, my first introduction was issue one of the uh, Jamie McKelvey and Karen Gillan uh, Young Avengers run, uh, just because she was right on the cover, front and center. You knew exactly who she was and what she was about. She had this great uh, denim jacket and like high top sneakers and these like little black shorts. Uh, the hoop earrings was what a thousand percent sold me. But I- I've read all of her stuff since then, but that was my introduction to her and the personality that they gave her just surly and take no prisoners. 
What about you, Tony? Um, Tumblr. Actually. Really? <laughs> That's such a funny way to find a superhero. No, totally. Because it was like people that were really, really pumped about this new character because I wasn't reading, uh, you know, the comics that she was appearing uh, mm. when she was debuting. So all of a sudden she just started showing up on my timeline and yeah. not just like bit by bit, like consistently. And I was like, what is going on? And it's just people writing these. I don't know if you've been on Tumblr, but it's a wonderful place for think pieces <laughs> and people to just like geek out with like entire five you know, page essay about what they love about this character. And I was like, this sounds like literally like a dream come true, like a queer, Latina, strong, you know, superhero who dresses in streetwear and denim and combat boots. I'm like, this is literally everything I was ever asking for as a kid. And it just it, it just like blew my mind of just like, <laughs> this is obviously everything that I've been looking for. And it's here. Yeah. How amazing is that? Yeah. So for people that don't know or you're like, who's America Chavez? Which I still get pe- some people. How does that happen? Even in our community. Literally. All the time. I was literally uh, on a shoot uh, for, uh, you know, uh, an online uh, influencer. And uh, I had some of the books out, you know, the West Coast Avengers books. And they were like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm going to be talking about America Chavez later. Like, who? And I'm like, Miss America. What? America Chavez, like, oh, that's her name. Like, yeah, where have you been? Yeah, (laughs) hello, she's like the biggest Latina superhero. Um, Well, yeah, so America Chavez, also known as Miss America, is from Marvel Comics. She was created by Joe Casey and Nick Dragota. Um, She's the second character to use the moniker Miss America after Madeline Joyce. Mm -hmm. And she first appeared in Vengeance Number 1 back in September of 2011 before she ended up starring in her own ongoing series, America, which launched March 2017 by writer Gabby Rivera. So she's Marvel's first Latin American LGBTQ character to star in an ongoing series. Pretty dope. And actually, Gabby has a TED Talk up about how she was asked to write America and then um, like the stories that were important to her. I love that TED Talk. Yeah. It's, uh, It's a really sweet TED Talk because she really talks and touches on something that I think is a reason a lot of people love the America Chavez character and that is uh, women of color especially women of color in superhero type roles never get to really be soft yeah Uh, and if we are soft we're soft in a way that's very like broken and people don't respond to it well Uh, and and a big part of that is both in comics and in reality Latinas tend to have to be very strong for the outside world but at home is the only time we can feel that that softness, that that world-weary weakness. And that TED Talk is gorgeous because Gabby talks about seeing her aunties and her mom and the women in the Bronx that would leave their softness at home and how much she wanted to push that onto that character and allow her to be soft. Yeah, she even talked about, I mean, I think just people in color in general don't really get the luxury of like, whenever you cry, it's like, suck it up, don't let them see you cry. Yeah. Like, you know, you need to move on. Like, we don't have, it's also a reason why therapy has been such a debated issue and so it's so taboo in some of these communities because it's just like you don't have the luxury of just going of ju- you know of just they're dealing with real life things you know to them it's like mm-hmm. I, I can't cry about I can't go to therapy and, and cry about uh, depression or a relationship when I might get shot by the cops like it's yeah. just yeah. you know it's like you're it's it's just this, this 
universe, this world in which uh, you're right, where you you have to constantly be strong at all times. And so she talks about that uh, in that TED Talk. But yeah, so America, I was introduced to America Chavez actually from uh, Christopher Smith Bryant, who is a comedian and he's been on a couple of our, our episodes. Uh, and he, I think, was reading Young Avengers, like, you have to read this series. It's there's, so like, good. a character you have to – there's someone in here that I think that you're going to really love. Um, and then I saw her, and I'm like, oh, cool, she looks like me. Like, she literally looks like me, and she has my jaw. <laughs> um, so I was like, dope, another cool thing, because I get teased about that. And I think uh, – I don't know. I think superheroes – another thing that Gabby talked about in that TED Talk is – she was like, I don't look like a superhero. I don't look like how superheroes have been made forever. So I didn't think that that, that was like something possible for me. Um, and for me to see like, oh, she has, you know, thick curly hair. She has gorgeous lips. She has like, you know, all of these things that I think are 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 beautiful but have been kind of shut out of strong, full body. Like, you know, uh, I'm just excited to see it. Yeah, she's all thighs. Uh, she's so much thighs. <laughs> she is. Um, okay, so so diving into the character of America, did one of you want to talk a little bit about her backstory at all, like where she comes from or her personality? Yeah. Um, so backstory, she's from an alternate uh, dimension called Utopia. Uh, she was Utopian raised- Utopian parallel. Yes, the yeah. Utopian parallel. And she was raised by two moms. Uh, which if you have one Latina mom, you can only imagine how <laughs> two of them would shape you into becoming a human being. And when she was six years old, both those moms, um, when the utopian parallel was under threat, basically sacrificed themselves to close up a black hole. And uh, that was when uh, shortly thereafter, she took it upon herself to stake out her own and prove her own abilities as a hero and essentially ran away into different dimensions because guess what she can kick holes into different dimensions uh that's one of my favorite descriptions of her power because anytime somebody's like what does america do it's like she's really strong and she's really fast and she has super stamina and also she could punch holes into different universes and dimensions (laughs) they're in the shape of stars (laughs) yeah and then she eventually joined the teen brigade so when she joined the teen brigade initially, it was to help um, free the uh, in-betweener because uh, I believe he was under Loki's clutches at the time um, or Loki was trying to recruit him. And uh, she was almost she was basically co-lead of the team brigade, team brigade with Ultimate Nullifier. And that's kind of when she also started to experiment with her sexuality because uh, she briefly had like a fling with him. They kissed, but it wasn't really her thing. Uh, eventually, with the team brigade, it let down it like led to a battle in Latveria against doom and then she at the beginning of young avengers which is when you see her again later uh when she chases young loki to earth 212 she only really says about because she abruptly left the teen brigade uh we broke up due to musical differences and that's all (laughs) she'll say about it uh and then eventually from teen brigade for when she chases Loki down to Earth 212, that she finds herself on 616. And that's where we start the Young Avengers. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm just, I'm looking at some, I didn't realize that she also appeared in the Hawkeye series. Briefly. Yeah. Okay. It says, in a possible future depicted in the second volume of the Hawkeye series, an adult America Chavez is a member of S.H.I.E.L.D. I wasn't aware of that. And has taken on the mantle of Captain America. Uh, wouldn't mind that happening. <laughs> yep. Wouldn't mind that happening. Uh, whole whole bunch that would be hella dope to see um yeah she was briefly in the um 
Hawkeye uh, comic just because she's very frequently find you find her with a uh, Kate Bishop. They're very close, both from Young Avengers and several comics onward. Because I know there was one arc where she ended up being punished to work for S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, because she broke several inter- interdimensional laws uh, by throwing a shark. That's, <laughs> it's a, if you ever get a chance, look up why that happened and look up those panels. She's just throwing a big-ass shark. I love that stupid arc so much. Um, yeah, so Tony, what were some of your favorite moments <clears throat> from like America that you remember reading? I remember just, well, the whole premise of it is that uh, we've reached a point past, you know, her being on Team Brigade and uh, also being part of Young Avengers. Mm. And now she's attending college and she's going to Sotomayor University Uh named after the first Latina Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor. And it's like there's an actual hologram of Judge Sotomayor just like greeting the students (laughs) and saying like, hey, everybody, welcome to my university. And I remember just, um, you know, one of the big, you know, uh, just spreads, you know, the two-page spread is a campus map and yeah that's so cool and I just was like I was actually reading this like I gotta know this because I eventually want to go to this place (laughs) and there's oh god what is the name of it it's something called like the department of radical women and intergalactic indigenous peoples or something like that and I just was like (laughs) I'm never gonna read that anywhere else but in this book and I love this book so much because of just that one little detail. And from that point, I mean, that's only, I think, make maybe the fourth or fifth page at that point. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I was just, I was hooked. And I was just like, already, just something as simple as just the fact that there is a university, you know, filled with like super genius people and other people who have abilities and that is named after such a pivotal, you know, person in, in history. And I think is that the uh, uh, comic where we met her girlfriend too. Well, we meet. Um, well, actually, uh, the book starts uh, with her reuniting with Lisa, mm-hmm. her girlfriend, mm-hmm. and it's not long before uh, Lisa and America kind of go their separate ways. Lisa says, "Like you know, we're not heading in the same direction," and. America just kind of, you know, punches a hole into the universe and just goes off Leaves. to college. But yeah. I think I remember her picking her up. Is that, do you remember that? No, it was kind t- Which one am I thinking of? It Maybe. Be, I think where she like shows up on the doorstep. She shows and up on she, the doorstep. Yeah. And she, she picks, picks her up and takes and her, up, she, and takes her yeah. up to the apartment. Yeah. 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 Yes. No, that is the one I'm thinking of. Yes. I remember that. It was very, like you were saying, it was super soft. Here she is picking her up and she's kind of like straddling. Yeah. Uh, and then like the next shot is obviously like, you know, after sex and you know they're just sort of like snuggling in bed but it was and just starting yeah. out with an extremely intimate moment yes. yeah um which was really cool that they got to do from marvel comics this like huge you know mainstream thing to have this intimate moment between this this superhero mm-hmm. and it wasn't um, played for like you know salacious right value it was just like no this is just a really sweet moment between two people this is an opportunity for her to allow uh, to put her guard down mm-hmm yeah, so you, uh, Vanessa, were came into the studio wearing America Chavez jacket. Yep. <laughs> Do you want to talk about some of her fashion? Because I know Snaps. that you love her. Her cosplay is legit. Like when I love when I see America cosplay. Um, but what are some of your favorite things that she's or some of her favorite outfits? Like I, every single person that's like jumped onto the America Chavez story from like when we first saw her to like now with the West Coast Avengers, everyone's had their turn at like. Because she's a really fun one to like do different kinds of fashions and costumes for. But my absolute favorite is every single thing that she wore in the Young Avengers run. Uh, Because kind of like the way 
like the way Brian Lee O'Malley like changes his characters' outfits to like show where their heads at and what their current mission is. There's a lot of that with her. My absolute favorite ones is one that I referred to as a very Danny outfit. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> she's got like these high waisted, stretchy black leggings that, and she's just like all booty and thighs, and she's got like these like high top sneakers that are just gorgeous, and this like. American flag crop top sweatshirt, huge hoops, like a low ponytail. I love that she's always fighting in her hoops. She's always fighting (laughs) in her hoops. Or like the one that she initially walked in on that inspired the jacket that I'm wearing, which is like the little black short shorts and a blue shirt with like a star on it, the hoops, and then just like the curls everywhere. Uh, she everything that she wears is has always been very age appropriate, like young style like streetwear and i think a big part of that is that it makes so it makes a reader at home especially like a young latina reading it make her feel so much more accessible to you Mm -hmm. because it's not like a giant spandex leotard or it's not like a cape it's something where you're just like that could almost be me (laughs) well it also makes sense that you would fight fight crime in that yeah (laughs) you know she's certainly uncomfortable (laughs) yeah yeah she's comfortable yeah i also love that she frequently refers to loki in that comic as chico because uh, I I stand a queen that talks down to men. Uh, we are going to take a really quick break and then we're going to hop back into more America Chavez right after this. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great? At any age, every age. That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. And we're back. So still talking about our outfit because we haven't fully covered it yet. But one thing we didn't mention that it it normally is a variation of the flag in some way. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, it usually like there's quite a few where she has like a trucker hat where it's like the full on American flag on the front. It's very like a full denim outfit era, early 2000s Britney, uh, like the mesh bag trucker hat with the flag on the front. Oh, those Von Dutch hats. Yes. <laughs> She's got like a Von Dutch hat, uh, which with is American bad. Flag on it. Yep. <laughs> is it? The Von, yes. Is it really the Von Dutch store on Melrose is open for business. I walked in and I was like, wow, this is so time no, warp. But there's yes. no way they can pay like uh, $200 for those hats anymore let me take oh von dutch is popping again and yeah, i hate man. that i know that <laughs> no oh my gosh i'm looking and i am not liking okay um sorry yeah so so, so red white and blue is typically a part yes. of her outfit yeah because a big part of it is she the miss america moniker is very much like like uh you had brought up earlier during your break that it's very much an homage to madeline joyce yes um, I think there's a lot of, I mean, because there's a lot of patriotic imagery that can be found just within Marvel comics in general. But especially if you're talking about those specific uh, characters that have had the America name as mm-hmm. a part of their name, you know, Steve Rogers, Madeline Joyce, and even just talking about how, um, you know, the Puerto Rican flag, obviously a derivative of the American flag. Yeah. And I mean, there's mm-hmm. like a lot to play with there. And there's just, you know, reading through the Gabby Rivera books, you know, just looking at some of the images, I mean, because obviously these these artists can just do anything and clothe her however they want. So sometimes it's not even in the shape of stars or or stripes. Sometimes it's uh, a gold eagle patch, you know, on on the, on the back pocket of her jeans. Maybe yeah. it's a, a a choker with a white star, and maybe that's more to allude to the fact that she punches star portals into you know <laughs> into the air. Um, there's just a lot of imagery to play with, which is awesome and nice, just because it's great to see a dark skin Latin a character just sort of representing the idea of America. Maybe she's not representing the United States of America so much, but we as the readers are meant to sort of interpret it that way. Yeah, it's it's something that you see a lot with superhero stories where some like you can even trace it back to like Superman where it's like on my home planet, this mm-hmm. means, uh, you know, this means X, but here this is what it translates to this. And it just so happens to like coincide with the colors and iconography of your country. You see this with Captain Marvel and... Uh, like those are two examples of aliens versus or Wonder Woman. You know, the whole thing was like, you know, her whole red, blue and gold was that, well, I'm going to return, you know, this Steve, you know, Steve Trevor back to the, you know, to America. And I'm wearing America's colors in order to denote that I am an ally and not just, you know, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of ways in which comics in general have been able to play with the idea of red, white and blue and gold and America and the whole like, you know, just patriotic, you know, paraphernalia. So, yeah, it's 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 always it's been frequently used. Not so much like because Captain America is he's from here. But when it's (laughs) when it's worn by an alien and an alien being, especially like America Chavez, it's very much like. I am one of you. I'm an ally and I'm adopting this place as my own and right. this is my home. And it when you see it with characters like um like Wonder Woman, it's impactful, but more so especially when it's like a character that's coded as Latina because mm-hmm. it's very much like this is the home that I've adopted and I am like I'm I protect you now. Um I am I'm one of I'm one of you. Uh I I love it. Is cuz it kind of reminds me of um, on a Fourth of July this year. I went to go see a wrestling show, and one of the main through lines that they had was it was like a tea party style thing. But the people that were defending America were luchadors wearing American flag masks. Yeah. So it's one of those like it's one of those things where you like see an amalgamation 
of two worlds where it's like you don't have to be exclusively from right. here to wear the colors from here yeah. and be be one of us. Yeah. One of my favorite things that I have framed in my living room is her Beyonce cover. So America Chavez, we will tweet this out if you haven't seen it. They did a variant cover of her that matched Beyonce's Lemonade. Um, and I think even they tweeted out uh, when it was released and it was like, okay, ladies, let's get in formation. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, and it just, all it said, it's her looking badass as hell. And again, she's in a red, white, and blue. She has the top hat. And then above it, it just says America. And it's so like, it's just like, this is America. I yeah. am America. And, and I represent America and I belong here. And it was just so powerful. I like got it and I, I was like, oh my gosh. And <laughs> I have a couple of them. I think I also have, um, well, Joe Quinones did, uh, does the artwork for, for America with the, the Gabby Rivera run, but, um, and also follow him on, uh, Instagram, just constantly making amazing art. Gorgeous. But yeah, I mean, it's just so, I agree with y'all. I just love the fact that it just had the singular word that it was like America. This is us. Yeah. This is who we are. And it looks like me. And it was just so powerful. And I'm excited that we're doing this episode so more people can find out about her. <laughs> uh, as we were speaking kind of parallels to Captain America and and um, them being patriotic, we also get to see her punching Hitler. Yes. <laughs> so that was in Without a, question or hesitation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was, uh, it, it needs, it's like a, a necessary <laughs> thing. Like, I feel like totally. anytime someone gets to write a comic, especially that, you know, has an American, uh, vibe or character uh, that represents America. It's always like, got to find that one. Uh, what We have uh, Wonder Woman punching yep. um, him and Ned and uh, Captain America and all of, yeah. So just really great. So yeah, so part of uh, her coursework at Sotomayor University is that she takes a class called don't quote me, but I think it's called Intergalactic Revolution Revolutions and You. Yes. And she's given uh, an assignment by her teacher that, you know, you need to figure out how to essentially make a revolution successful and how are you going to do that? And you're now your project is to go ahead and basically research, you know, somebody, a famous revolutionary throughout, you know, the entire galaxy that has gone ahead and created a successful revolution. And now you're going to basically create some sort of project that, you know, just shows off everything that you've learned. And because she can punch, you know, <laughs> portals through time uh, or through space. Uh, she's now figured out that she can time travel too now. Mm -hmm. And so she ends up going back in time, World War II. She ends up on the battlefield. She literally pushes Captain America out of the way in order to <laughs> punch Hitler. But ultimately the story, that's not even the big lead. The story is that she meets with Peggy Carter who mm -hmm. basically imparts some advice to her about, you know, you need a plan. You just can't go around punching people as satisfying as that may be. And, you know, that's basically the rest of the story. And she ends up meeting Storm from the X-Men the same way, too. But it's 1980s punk Storm, which is the best Storm oh, ever. So, dope. <laughs> so uh, it's yeah, it's just her kind of like going through and meeting these amazing women who are able to basically impart more wisdom to her. So that way she can become a better superhero and a better you know revolutionary i remember in that ted talk gabby was saying that she wanted the first black female superhero to meet the first uh queer latina superhero yes um I and that's why she that had that introduction with storm yeah 
I love 80s Storm, too. That may be one of my favorite storms because I was obsessed with her romance with Forge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's my favorite superhero coupling. coupling. The, like, what... Forge in the 80s telling Storm that she's just like a fascinating woman is the version of like a dude calling you a rare one today. (laughs) Where it's just like, oh man, did I just, is it warm in here or did you just compliment my entire being? Uh, One thing that I forgot to say was that um, this is inspiring, but uh, Gabby, actually she wrote Juliet Takes a Breath, which was a novel that she wrote. And after and it had wide praise from Roxanne Gay, from like a lot a lot of people that just really resonated with it. And so much so that Marvel reached out to her. Yep. Marvel reached out to her to write it. <laughs> and that kind of reminds me of uh Ta-Nehisi Coates, who ended up getting to write for Black Panther mm-hmm. because he had Between the World and Me and uh his other works, and then it was kind of just like he was given this opportunity to write. I just find that so fascinating that you don't necessarily have to go specifically into comics if you're a great storyteller. You know, you have that opportunity. That's what they're looking for. Yeah. Someone that has a, a unique I hate saying this because this is what they say to us in um, in like meetings. Like you have a unique worldview, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like no, it's not actually. It's just that it's something that you personally haven't seen Correct. before. But um, what I would like to say is experience. Someone that has uh, experience and a story to tell. Yeah, yeah. So I loved, I love that as well that they that they hit her up about that. America is such an interesting vehicle for whoever writes for her because you can really see what their passion points in identity are. Because in her run with Gabby Rivera, you can really see that a lot of what Gabby wanted to talk about is just like ex- really showing like the strong Latinas in her life. And one of the things I really love about her in the Young Avengers run is she's the kind of character I wish I saw in things like the Buffy and Charmed verse as a kid, mm-hmm. where very frequently the Latina characters were you were usually like magical helpers that would just kind of exist as like a something that was killed off or like a wacky best friend pretty quickly. I wanted to see like that surly bad girl that was more about punching than talking it out and yeah. it so I got to got to get that a lot in like some of her teen stories just because very frequently we're assistants we're not the story um what I also love about it is that she's really grounding the story in this idea of exploring ancestral knowledge mm-hmm. and it's you know the vehicle being you know time travel and dimensional travel where she does get to meet Peggy Carter and Storm and eventually it does lead to her discovering that she has a grandmother a surviving grandmother um and she goes on this journey of just self-discovery and, you know, self-affirmation to, you know, discover that there is more in her than she realizes, that she does have family and that she does have a connection. And because she really does start, you know, the story just sort of believing that she's very much alone. Lisa has broken up with her. She's literally living in a van as opposed to living in a dorm with a roommate because Mm -hmm. she just feels so disconnected from everything and everybody else. And, by the end of it, you know, we found that she not only has, you know, friends, but she has real allies and that she has people that are willing to not only show up for a fight, but just show up for, you know, for her, just even just to hang out and just tell her that we think you're awesome and cool and we we think you're amazing and you should know that. And if you don't, that's just silly. And it was just 
so great to just see something that was like, you know, we're talking about star portals and, you know, interdimensional travel. But at the end of the day, it's just about a girl discovering that she has family and friends. Yeah. And I thought that was just like, it's such a, I don't need you coming for me, Gabby. I really don't need you to remind me that I'm not so alone. But thank you. I appreciate it all the same. Did y'all want to talk about some of her powers? I know we talked about her punching through portals. Uh, So she has self-propelled flight, Mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty neat. She has ability to fly at superhuman speeds. Uh, Speaking of, she has superhuman speed. Uh, She can run (laughs) and move at phenomenal speeds, uh, which Monica Rambeau, also very excited that she's in this world. If y'all don't know or weren't paying attention, there was a little girl named Monica in the big Captain Marvel movie that y'all watched and who is going to be now a big girl named Monica uh, which yes. they announced at the Marvel panel. So very, I, like when I saw her with her little Monica uh, necklace, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's coming. Wow. <laughs> Fast forward to now. <laughs> I was like, this is in the 90s. Let me do math. She's going to be 32, 35. She's <laughs> I was like, I know what's going to happen next. Um, so Monica, who is also in uh, in the series with uh, with. America uh, was stunned at how fast she was moving, even after transcending into light form where everything stands still. Uh, And then she also has superhuman strength, which we've touched on a little bit. uh, But she appears to easily tear through large metal doors uh, off their hinges, nearly bested uh, Loki, who is a god. And uh, she also has a power stomp. I love the power stomp. Yes. The power stomp is like the power stomp. And also, let me mention that that shark I said she threw earlier was a megalodon. It wasn't like a regular shark. It was like the big daddy of sharks. I love that so many of her powers aren't like as delicate as they because like typically when you see female superheroes, we tend to be very like delicate. It's it's usually like a like an energy blast where we don't have to use jubilee that much force. Or dazzler. It's, it's jubilee or, or dazzler. Or we're flexible. Yeah. We're flexible. We'll literally not have bones for you. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> these are superheroes that I adore. But the, usually when you see male superheroes, they have such a big spectrum of what their powers are. Mm-hmm. And we tend to be under the realm of pretty and delicate and artful. And she's brute strength. Like they draw her that way. It's not like... Oh man, crazy that she's lifting that car. You see muscles flex. You see her mm-hmm. leg tense up when she like stomps into the ground and opens up a portal. It's it's a lot of like that brute strength that you don't really get to see in female superheroes and it it's a lot in the way that she draws it. The the muscle flexing is what I really love in her abilities. Yeah, so she's bulletproof, flame mm-hmm. retardant, yep. um, can survive in the <laughs> vacuum of space unaided. Um, Loki actually referred to her as a nearly indestructible superwoman. So, uh, and then like we talked about, she has portal, cre- actually star portal creation, where she has the rare ability to smash open star-shaped portals that enable her to transverse the multiverse. Uh, and then uh, she has interdimensional travel, time travel, uh, energy infusion where the closer she is to the utopian parallel makes her stronger um, and then she has hyper cosmic awareness much like the rest of the ultimates team uh, where essentially she has metaphysical insight to the goings on of the multiverse at large she's like a, a peter tingle <laughs> <laughs> except for peter tingle is this isn't from this dimension yeah yeah uh, it's not like in the high school or the school bus it's like in the galaxy 
Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. they use that a lot in the Young Avengers arc because there's a lot of, like, interdimension and re- inter-reality style stories. Um, there's even ones where things, like, exist outside of the panels that they're currently in and trying to figure out how to look into it. So there's a lot of, like, conversations on reality. And she's the one that understands it the most. Mm-hmm. Even more so than Loki sometimes because he is also kind of the one that broke it. Sort of. Read the book. It's There's a lot of ties in into it. But there's a part where everyone's dead parents come back and she's the only one that realizes like these aren't my parents they're not from here and i can sense that oh she's also six foot hell yeah (laughs) she hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah she's like picking up men left and right um tossing them along i just i love that i love her friendship with prodigy they're very cute together yes yeah they're adorable Well, first off, I was just excited to see Prodigy in general, just because it's like, for those of you that don't remember, Prodigy's uh, mutant power used to be that he would uh, mimic the knowledge of the people around Mm -hmm. him in the close vicinity. But this would ultimately frustrate him, and he would basically become very obsessed about retaining the knowledge. So he would have to relearn everything that he had in his head at one point, and it made him very intelligent, very ambitious, Mm -hmm. but... He was unfortunately a victim of uh, House of M, the the depowering of all the mutants in the world, um, or most of the mutants in the world, I should say. And uh, to see him pop up, I was just like, of course you're here. Of course you are. Yes, (laughs) I'm so glad to see him. And it's so awesome, too, just because because he was written as someone who was very frustrated and ambitious. Uh, He was also written very cold in previous stories. And to see him here, it's like, no, he's obviously moved past it. He's a young, you know, adult in college, ready to go ahead and learn and prove himself, uh, not only as a uh, unpowered being or whatever. They they say something about the fact of like, oh, what are you here? And he's like, do you think only super powered people are here? Like, no, like, we're all here and we all have something to contribute, something along those lines. And I just thought it was like, of course, you'd be here. Of course you would be saying that. Yeah. I love that. It's amazing. But I did want to touch on uh, real quick about her um, her powers, the fact that she is uh, drawn to be just like an incredibly strong person, like physically strong person. Um, growing up, you know, the product of a Mexican Catholic mother who was very, very insistent on me being as ladylike as possible and her being constantly disappointed that I wasn't because I was just always like trying to like play on the playground and, you know, be a power ranger or whatever it is that the that the, <laughs> that the other kids wanted to be that day. Um, God, I so wish I had her like as a kid yeah. because I didn't. All I had were like Barbies and like Jem. As awesome as Jem was, she was also a very pretty character. Yeah. I didn't have brutes, you know, just the brute strength, you know, female character to look up to. Because any of those characters that did exist in comics at that point, they were jokes. Yeah. You know, they were like, oh, here's, you know, um, oh God, like Etta Candy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if they weren't small and delicate, then they were written as like, oh, this is the fat friend or this is like, you know, the 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 too tomboyish to even consider feminine. You know, yeah. she's not even we usually shave their heads. Exactly. And it just was like, oh, how great is that? She's super strong and she's pretty. And I just so wish I would have had that to be like, see, mom, I can be whatever I want. And You know what? The closest thing that I feel like we had was Spinelli. I love no. Spinelli. <laughs> Spinelli. My heart. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I literally was her. I was like, oh, she's so sarcastic. She doesn't care about these guys. Um, Do you remember that her uh, name was Ashley? Yes. And they made her join the Ashleys. 
my middle name is Ashley. Really? And watching that was like a whole experience for me. And I was like, there is hope for me. I can mm-hmm. still be Spinelli, even for though I'm For people that aren't 90s kids, Spinelli was from Recess. Um, actually, I dressed up as Spinelli one yep. year. It was really cute. <laughs> it was dope. Yeah, I was trying to think of um, superheroes that we had growing up. I have one. Oh, yeah, go. She's a villain. Mm-hmm. Rita Repulsa. Mm. Oh, totally. Uh, totally. Yes. Yeah. If you watch Power Rangers growing up, Rita Repulsa, the big bad, she's a Latina. Uh, and very frequently, my eyebrow goals. I claimed Carmen Sandiego. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was, was Carmen. She was, yeah, well, yeah. Um, and like, tor- like you know, I think they originally were like kind of ethnically ambiguous. And then, you know, obviously now with uh, Gina Rodriguez uh, on it, we're like, no, she's ours. Anything closest that we can grab, <laughs> anything that we can possibly take, uh, she we're claiming her. Uh, you can't have her. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, Carmen Sandiego was the only other uh, Latina that I could think of that I I would say um, Catherine Zeta Jones and Zorro, but nope, not nope. a not. You know how heartbroken <laughs> I was to discover I that she's just Welsh, and I, I was know. like, what? <laughs> That's how I feel about um, I can't remember his name, but Shades and Luke Cage. He's not oh, Latino. Yeah. Oh man, we still don't have a ton of. We still are fighting for our roles, so mm-hmm. it's it's difficult when someone's portraying one of us and they're not one of us just because it it is heartbreaking to be like, oh, so I can't actually be it. <laughs> yeah, like as much as I love De Palma, one of the biggest like Latino characters is played by someone Italian because yeah. very frequently with castings, what most people consider to be Latino is Italian, close mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do want to say that's an issue with casting. Yeah. Um, I try not to fault, like, also when Latinos take, like, different uh, eth- ethnic, like, different roles and stuff. And, you know, a lot of times that's that's uh, because it's only the only thing that they're allowed to take. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes people would be like, why did you take this where you play a criminal? And, yeah, we've seen the gamut of that. Like, we've seen that so much. But I don't necessarily fault them at times when it's like you need to pay your rent and that's like all that they're giving you. Yeah. And and not only that, it's like I'm loving that what we're starting to see too is Latino roles where maybe it's like kind of like Rita Repulsa where it's like it's a villain, but the villain isn't like a villain because they're Latino. They're just <laughs> right. a Latino villain. Yeah. yeah. And they're fun. Like, look at look at Khan in Star Trek. Like, yeah, Khan was a villain, but he was the kind of villain where it's not like he – like I com- I completely understand that end, but it's also like there's certain characters that we got to have where we get like get to sink our teeth into a villain and we're just an intergalactic villain as opposed to like for who we are. And it's mm-hmm. lovely that we still have those padded through history. Yeah. We have to take another quick break and then we're gonna hop back into America Chavez right after this. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indul- your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. We're back. We're still talking about America Chavez. Uh, Vanessa, did you want to walk people through A-Force that she was a part of? Yeah, A-Force, I believe it was 2015. It was shortly after the Young Avengers run where uh, in the Ultimate Series third run, I want to say it was like right after that, um, she was on an all-female team that included Captain Marvel and I... Their dynamic back and forth was really fun to watch because both of them are very like, this is how we have to do it. And why are the people around us not being as sensible as our uh, choices are? There's some really great panels from the uh, A-Force run of all of these like female superheroes together that, uh, Danny, you had touched on during the break a little bit where people had speculated the end oh, yeah. of the game. Uh-huh. Was, that was the tease to A-Force. Uh, and that is... I can't believe I keep coming back to this, but it was the thing that eventually led up to the shark. Uh, <laughs> where, <laughs> what a crime! And then she ends up being arrested by Thor. Uh, so if you're looking for that specific comic, what a narc! A <laughs> Thor is a narc. <laughs> I love that Thor, sounds but like something he would do. Yep. Um, <laughs> fight a shark. That sounds a thousand percent like Thor. He has um, done that. Yeah, He's hit someone with a <laughs> oh. shark. He should know better. Marvel Rising. Marvel Rising is a animated series that we get to see these characters come to life. So in it, America Chavez, she's in Marvel Rising Secret Warrior. She's voiced by Sierra Ramirez. And uh, yeah, it's dope. It's dope as hell. Uh, so in this, the Kree have come to America's home planet when she was young and encouraged the Inhumans there to fight each other. The planet was on the brink of destruction. America wanted to join them in the battle, but her moms teleported her to safety and she was never the same after that. Um, Marvel did, Rising is so fun. Yeah. Oh, also it has a, uh, it has a uh, Milana uh, Von Traub. Yes. As Squirrel Girl. Um, Marvel Rising. If you haven't seen it and you 
either you want to watch it or if you have like young girls in your household, it's a really fun one to start them on Marvel with. Um, I My niece is eight and I got her hooked on a Marvel Rising. Sorry, parents. Uh <laughs> because now she demands it. Um, but it's basically, it starts off with Squirrel, Squirrel Girl, uh, Miss Marvel, Spider-Gwen, uh, and it. those are the first three that you see. Um, and then it slowly adds more of these characters that we don't really get to see a lot of. And I know they added America Chavez for like a specific, I think it was like a movie or like a longer episode essentially that they did for Marvel Rising. But it is such a great one for like the young girls in your life where they're like, I want to get into Marvel, but you know, some of the story arcs might be, yeah, where they start and some of the story arcs might be a little heavier. There's like a little bit too much backstory to go through and there's a lot for them to jump on. Yeah. So Marvel Rising is on uh, the Disney Channel and Disney XD and Disney XD has been killing it. have. Killing it. Uh, that's where we got to see Miles Morales first mm-hmm. uh, before he was in, uh, at least, you know, animated before he was into the Spider-Verse and Spider-Gwen. Yep. They're really crushing. <laughs> They're really crushing. If you haven't turned over to Disney XD, they've got a lot over there. The Guardians co- like cartoon is also really fun. They're... They're really spearheading some great animation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways, like, Disney, I know you love me because I'm with one of y'all, so... I just need to <laughs> slide my way in there. Um, I rem- I mean, I used to live in Orlando. I used to work at Walt Disney World. And I remember really? when, you know, the big concern was, how are we going to get boys into Disney? How are we going to get boys into the Disney theme parks? And, of course, this is, you know, before they acquired Marvel. Mm-hmm. And it just was, you know, once that uh, merger was announced, you know, or acquisition was announced, it was like, well, yeah, obviously. But it was even then, it was still such a concern of like, is this going to work? I'm like, of course it's going to work. Well, it's really <laughs> fascinating in some of these like studio meetings and things that I do is that Nickelodeon is seen as the boys' channel, Disney is seen yes. as the girls' channel. Yes. And a lot of people still, a lot of old school people still view it that way. Yeah. But it's so not the case. I mean, again, like I haven't worked at the theme parks in a while, but I still, you know, go quite a bit, both, you know, California and Florida, because I'm originally from Florida, even though I live now in California. God, you know, everybody shows up, you yeah. know, men, women, boys, girls, you know, no matter your your gender or, you know, your 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 race, your culture, you know, people show up. They want to have a good time because they do buy into the idea that, you know, Disney is for everybody. Yeah. And now that Disney has sort of, you know, there was the concern, you know, once they acquired Marvel, Star Wars, some of these other, you know, properties of like, oh, no, how are they going to Disneyfy them? They're not. That's not what they're there to do. They know how to do Disney. What they need is what you do. They needed Marvel. They really did. And I just love that now they've applied the same philosophy of Marvel is for everyone. And now we're finally seeing that, you know, with the Disney XD and with these animated shows and, of course, with Phase 4 and Phase 5 coming up in the MCU of the idea of this really does need to be for everybody. And we need to make a serious commitment to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the future of America... That sounds really daunting. The future of America (laughs) Chavez. Um, My guess is that she'll show up live action first and probably a Disney Plus property. Probably. Yeah. uh, Before the MCU, but possibly the MCU. Um, But uh, yeah, I imagine that she might show up in one of those first. Well, I was just going to say, with the timeline that the MCU um, has already put forth, because there is a chronological linear timeline happening. I think we're on track for Young Avengers, just the age group, just of what's happening. And, you know, 
of course, we also have to consider, you know, how they're going to also integrate Fantastic Four and X-Men if they choose to go ahead and integrate them into the MCU in general. But I think because now Disney Plus is such a priority for Disney, I definitely think that they are going to try to go ahead and aim her for that first and then finally see if they can finally make, you know, the Guys, stop being cowards. Like, put your TV characters in the MCU. Go ahead. You can have both. You can have a character show up in the show and in the movies. Like, we only have one so far, and that's Jarvis. That's the only time it's ever happened so far. It yeah. happened in Endgame. They all, and it's like, that's a shame. And I know that there's probably all kinds of, you know, technicalities with contracts and who owns what, and if it was on Netflix or ABC and whether or not they can do that. But um, I think that if, I think it's the smart way to go. I, I would love it for them to do Young Avengers. I think with what has already been announced and the storylines and the relationships that we know about America Chavez, I'm, and if that happens, I'm happy that it's recorded on audio. I 100% think her first appearance will be uh, in the Hawkeye series. Oh, um, you're right. Because of her friendship with Kate Bishop. Because we've already confirmed that the Hawkeye series, it is about Barton, but we are going to see Kate. The intro is basically in like the David Aja style of Hawkeye. So we know that's the run that we're going with. And if it's that age Kate, that age Kate is very close friends because of Young Avengers with America Chavez. They keep contact. They talk back and forth. They Even if they're not in the same dimension, they still find a way to contact each other. Uh, they're They're very much they revolve around each other's lives. So I think if we're going to see her anywhere, it's going to be the Hawkeye series first. Ooh. All I know is that uh, Kevin Feige, he did an interview uh, some, you know, with an overseas um, outlet and they specifically asked him like, you know, do you have plans for Kamala? And he's like, oh yeah, there are definite plans. (laughs) It looks like she said that she wanted her in the sequel. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be amazing. I mean, uh, I don't know if we're going to go with her being, you know, you know, Kamala, you know, she got her powers not as a mutant, but uh, through the Terrigen Mists. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've abandoned that now that MCU now has the mutant name back in the stable. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do with that. Interesting. Because that event, you know, because uh, I don't know if you guys were watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but that's how they were figuring out how to get around the mutant problem. Because uh, the X-Men were o- was over at Fox, they couldn't use the word mutant mm-hmm. so they couldn't use you know oh this enhanced you know that's how they were getting around it oh this enhanced person yeah and now that you know we can go ahead and just say like no evolution happened and now people just happen to show up you know i i i do think that they are going to eventually probably not in phase four but definitely in phase five so probably by like 2022 23 i think we'd probably see her yeah That'd be so cool. (laughs) So that wraps it up for us here. Definitely send us your America art. We will show the panel of her throwing the shark. Yes. (laughs) Um, Tony, where can everyone find you? Um, You guys can find me on all the social medias at the Tony Sanchez. Tony with an I, Sanchez with a Z. Vanessa? Uh, you can find me on at Naskritten on all forms of social media. Uh, if you have DirecTV every Thursday night, you can catch me on LRA Nation at 1030 Eastern. Or you can go on iTunes and get the season pass. That gets you all of the episodes that have aired and all of the episodes that will air. And that is a lot of episodes. Uh, and uh, Hail Night Church for my sketch team. Yay! Um, I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez. It's M-S-D-A-N-I-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. Thanks to everyone that's been buying merch. It's so cool to see you in it. We love sharing it. We love seeing people in our Stay Nerdy shirts. Uh, That's tpublic.com slash nerdificent. We also have just a bunch of comic book stuff on there as well. Uh, Yeah, so hit us up. If you get anything, like, DM us, tag us, 
say hi to us. And as always, stay nerdy. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right rug flooring. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.